This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Oh, welcome on in. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on this Monday night. Yes, a rare Monday night, it seems like, for the Phils to, uh, to play a ball game. And, and one where they, they needed to get back on the, uh, you know, they need to get back on the right track because it was a brutal weekend uh, out in Pittsburgh. It was one of those weekends that I think, you know, shook a lot of the fan base to the core. And it was I, I officially dubbed Freak Out Day on WIP. But they go down to Miami. They take care of business. And kind of how I felt leaving that, that series out in Pittsburgh. Yes, it was frustrating. Yes, they played Little League Baseball. Yes, the at-bats were annoying. Uh, and they weren't able to come up with, with, with clutch hits. There was dumb errors, bad base running, all that stuff. I think they needed that wake-up call. And when, when you're heading into a stretch... When you... I mean, the next... Uh, after the Pirates series, it was Marlins, Royals, Nationals... You have to be locked in if you're. I know. I know the Marlins are are a playoff team right now, but you have to be locked in against those teams. And before this easier stretch in the schedule, before August, when they have 19 home games, again they play the least amount of of home games in baseball. That changes in, in August, and by the and then conversely, that means they're going to have the most home games for the rest of the season. They needed a a, a series like Pittsburgh to say. We have to be crisp and show up and play every night. I thought Rob Thompson was clear about that post game yesterday. Uh, I thought Bryce Harper was clear about that in his comments after the game. And 
they showed up tonight. There were some frustrating points early, 100%. But I thought that was a much more crisp, solid baseball game. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in and react deadlines tomorrow. We'll have some thoughts on that as well coming up here. But my biggest takeaway of the game, and the biggest takeaway of the game is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. My biggest takeaway of the game is I, I think we can would finally stop praying to the heavens and we could stop uh, you know whining and complaining and and freaking out about the two hole in the lineup because by golly <laughs> The Phillies have found one. And I know it's July 31st. I know that it's taken a while to get here. It's a tad annoying it's taken so long to get here. But my biggest takeaway of tonight is that they have a two-hole hitter, and his name is Alec Baum. Is he the most traditional two-hole hitter? I mean, he's 6'5". Usually those guys are a reserve for hitting the ball at the ballpark. I don't care at this point. The guy hits the ball hard. The guy hits the ball the other way, and he rarely strikes out, works good counts. I mean, uh, there was a story on the broadcast, I don't know, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, about how when he was growing up, like he would be benched if uh, if he didn't get the job done and and bring a runner home from third base with, with less than two outs and play complimentary good baseball. And just being able to have a guy like him in the two spot that can control the bat and, and work a pitcher and do a job. I mean, the bat lay in the game today was just brilliant. It was brilliant. It was it was a, a ton of pitches, fouling off pitches, staying in there, fighting, not giving in, and eventually working the pitcher down to where he can just drive the ball the other way and, and bring in a, a key insurance run and, and make it a little bit harder for the for the Marlins to come back. Like professional, professional hitter. And if I am I am pro Schwarber in the leadoff spot, but if you said if he continues to scuffle from the from the average thing and you want to switch things up if if the offense is is taking a downturn here. I mean, Stott, Bohm, 1-2 is, is definitely something that is very, very enticing. I'm keeping Schwarber there. I've had two more walks tonight. He's walked a ton uh, these last four games. So, regardless, they have a two-hole hitter. And Alec Bohm, thank God, because I think a majority of why they've struggled so much on offense – I don't think it's Schwarber totally. I don't think he's a huge you know reason to help it, but it, it is what it is. I think a main reason that they have struggled so much offensively is that two-hole spot. Turner has just it's he was a black hole there. Castellanos when he was put there this last little stretch, terrible. It was a spot and it is a spot that you you just you can't just waste it. They get more they get the second most at bats during a game, but it's traditionally where, you know, now your 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 best hitters go. And Alec Bohm is one of the this team's best hitters. Simple as that. And yes, we would like to see more home runs from a six five guy that is strong and whatnot. But at this point, like he I mean he drove the ball off the wall today to right field. Hopefully the power continues to develop. But right now I need I need professional hitters batting at the top of this lineup. And if Turner goes down and that's five six and, and gets going and looks like the guy that paid for. Sure, you can you can make that change and put him there. I don't think that guy's coming this year. And for the time being, 
Alec Bowen's my tool holder, and it's an important revelation. It's important that the first game there, it's not a, a dumpster fire again. Like it feels like they've tried to do with a two spot in the lineup. Man, just uh, it's a, it's a big big thing for this team. My second big takeaway from the night, and again, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. If you want to get in, is this team is starting to walk at a at a pretty high clip now. Edward Cabrera obviously helped tonight. I mean, he's walking the ballpark, and I do not appreciate, do not appreciate Jake Cave swinging first pitch after he walks two straight batters. That is just terrible baseball. Now, we give Jake Cave a pass because later in the game, he lays down a beautiful bunt that sets up sets up the Rojas double. So we give him a break, but, you know, we got to hold people accountable here. Uh, but... 25 walks on offense in the last three games. Edward Cabrera helped tonight. Schwarber's been getting on base a ton. If they're not going to be a team that is going to drive the ball out of the ballpark and they're not going to be a big home run team, you hope that this is something that they can hang their hat on and they can say, okay, well, if we get on base more, eventually – Eventually, even if it's even if you struggle with running runner scoring position, it's very rare, I guess, that you're going to go completely over. So at least by getting on base somehow, at least by being out there, having some ducks in the pond, if God forbid a guy drives drives the ball into the gap or hits a home run, I mean. That's obviously more runs coming home. How's that for simple math? Um, so it's something to, to to definitely look at. A majority of the season, I think they have been struggling in the walk department. I don't think it's been something they've been great at. So the fact that I think Schwarber is starting to work really, really good at bats and he's looking more comfortable and uh, you're just starting to, to, to see them draw more and more walks, hopefully with more runners on base – even with what I think they are doing, which is struggling with runners in scoring position, hopefully, eventually, this this ends up and then scoring more runs and find finding more consistency on the offensive, uh, you know, off, on the offensive side. And my last big takeaway here before we go to the phones is: listen, he he battled early. The the Soler homer was a bomb. I was definitely concerned about the velo early. I mean, he was like 89, 90 the first couple innings of the game. But I think the biggest thing you can say about Taiwan Walker as a Philly so far, outside the first like you know month of the year, is the guy's a battler. He's he's a bulldog out there, and uh, the fact that he was able to pitch into the seventh tonight, give this bullpen a, a bit of a rest after being used a lot yesterday with Chris Sanchez getting pulled early. That's valuable stuff. That stuff matters. And uh, you take that outing every single single day from Tywin Walker. Uh, I was going to be very concerned about the velocity stuff, but late in the game started to uptick to like 94 out of nowhere. So that kind of eased some of my concerns there. But regardless, Tywin Walker did his job tonight and has, I mean, he's the first pitcher in baseball to win 12 games this year, which is crazy. So, uh, a good signing. It's something that is, he's been more of an innings eater than I thought he was going to be, uh, pitched deep into the game tonight and, and really, really did a job, did a job. Matt Strom comes in, does a job. Uh, I was definitely worried about sending him out there for another inning, but, uh, one of the biggest revelations of the season has, has been Jeff Hoffman. And I, I think that, Rob is starting to be rewarded for for putting him into high leverage spots. Like high leverage spots a month ago for Jeff Hoffman, very you know concerning. But I mean, uh, Friday night, 
he comes into a tight spot and gets out of it. Uh, a couple times over the weekend, like close, tight games, Jeff Hoffman has been able to keep his composure. And again tonight, you know, that's a close game late and, and he just comes in and, and does a job. So, uh, and obviously Craig Kimbrell has just been, been shut down late in games. So uh, overall, good pitching staff night, but Tywan Walker being able to take down some innings, give this bullpen at least a little bit of a breather. Definitely one of my big takeaways from tonight. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Let's take Ryan in Allentown here. What's happening, Ryan? What's going on, Jack? What's going on, man? What do you got? I got two things for you. So I listened to the pod today. You guys said how uh, the last two games, kind of like uh, the Cubs series last year out of the All-Star break, and I agreed. I was like, yeah, that is so accurate. That's such a spot-on take. That's exactly how it felt. But this was a game for me that felt like they came out, they battled hard. It was just a gritty win to go down 2 nothing early and then fight through those at-bats like that. It was awesome. It was fun to watch. Yeah, and, and and they needed that. Like the, the, sometimes, all baseball teams need is a little bit of a wake up call to to lock in, and, and hopefully tonight was a, a bit of a lock in. Hopefully that 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 Pittsburgh series was just kind of a, a a blip in the radar. Now it's hard to say that because they're eight and eight since the All Star break, and now nine and eight, and you know series wise, it's been more five hundred ish. But but still, I mean, tonight was a crisp game and, and big hits late. And I think the 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 higher you get Stott and Bohm in the lineup, I think the more consistency you'll see because I mean those guys, they just don't shy away from 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 big spots in games, and that's that's definitely important as we go forward here. Yeah, I love that move. And then uh, my other thing was that I just love seeing Jake Cave drop down a bunt. I love seeing the small ball and putting faith in the rookie, and he just comes through there. I think that's huge for him. I think that's big for his confidence. I know we're not crazy about his offense, but seeing him come through there was just just really good to see. Well, it certainly made up for the the, the first pitch swinging in like the the second inning after the first two yeah. runners walk. So yeah, you have to have Cave drop one down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got to pick up his teammates <laughs> for sure. But yeah, it's it was it was a good solid win that you hope they can carry. I mean, listen, the Marlins were ahead of them heading into the series, and and you have a chance if you can take three or four here, kind of separate yourself from the Marlins and and springboard into into two straight Royals National Series. Like it, it's go time. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Appreciate the call, Ryan. Um, yeah, I mean, three or four would be a, a, a blessing. Um, I, I I would sign up for a split. But if you take three or four, and with the Royals and Nationals coming after that post-trade deadline when they probably deplete whatever assets they have, like the Nationals traded Candelario tonight, uh, the Royals traded – uh, a couple bullpen pieces and trade Nicky Lopez yesterday. So uh, they're starting to lose some of their, uh, you know, any talent they had. But either way, uh, hopefully they can use this and kind of get on a run. 215-592-9494. It is the final. At Jack Fritz, hanging out with you here, reacting to a, a big Phils win. And, you know, not a season saver, but one that I think a lot of people needed. And, and now it's on Dave to make a trade. What's going on with the trade deadline? I'll give you the latest and give you some of my thoughts coming up with that. Coming up next ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, 
turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the final out. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. It is the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 215-592-9494. Final out, as always, is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. It's time for the Mike's Amazing Play of the Game, presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. And, I mean, you know, what other play would it be besides our boy, Alec Bohm, providing the Phillies some insurance runs late into the game? The runners go. The pitch swung on. Line yeah. to right, a base hit. Around third, Rojas, he will score. Schwarber headed to third, and Alec Bohm comes through. What an at-bat for Bohm, and the Phillies now lead it 4-2. to two. How about that? Ten pitches from Alec Bohm tonight. Uh, and, again, it's so refreshing having – again, it's, it's one game, and I get it, but – I. He's always pretty consistent. He gets into to, to periods where he's a little bit pull heavy on the ground, and, and it's a lot of soft, you know, contact to the left side. But for the last little bit here, he's been pretty good at, at driving the ball the opposite way. And if he can just be a guy that can hit the ball with power to right center field, and you know, it doesn't have to be a pull home run guy. I think that kind of idea is dead. Like, I just don't think he's ever going to be, like, a pole home run guy. Just be a natural hitter. And and if Alec Bohm is a 290 – if he's a 280 to 300 hitter with a 340-ish, 350-ish OBP and 20 homers, would you like more power from, from first base or third base, wherever he's playing? Sure. But I also like professional hitters. And if you can find power all throughout the lineup, it makes it uh, that much easier. So, uh, yes, that is our, our play of the game. And, and yeah, it was a 10-pitch at bat late, an important insurance run. And <laughs> there was something quite refreshing about – you know, Schwarber's up, whatever. They get the, the next batter. It's not Trey Turner or or Nick Cassianos. It's Alec Baum and just is able to come through. I mean, what a refreshing sight. 215-592-9494. I meant to add this in earlier. The biggest takeaway of the game is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury firm. I'll get some thoughts here on the trade deadline with some latest stuff coming up here in one second. But Gordon was at the game uh, tonight in Miami. What's happening, Gordon? Yo, what's going on, brother? First time, long time, et cetera, et cetera. You, I was, <laughs> I was gonna call about, I was gonna call about Bomer in the two hole, but you addressed that already, which is, it's, it's got to stay that way. It's got to stay that way. The, uh, the Mike's amazing play of the game was not his hit; it was that play he made behind third base that that Cave booted the ball at first. That might have been the best defensive play that he's made his entire career. Yeah, um, I mean, he's been – it's so funny because he, I, he's gone from, like, I would dread every time the ball's been hit his way to, like, eh, Boehm's got it. Yeah, no, no, he's, he, he's got great form. You can really see, especially when, you, when you're at the ballpark, you can really see how, how forward and through the baseball he is at third, at third base these days. But you were talking about, about Walker's uh, low velocity early on. 
And if you told me that the hardest place to play in all of Major League Baseball as a visiting player was Miami, I'd believe you because that place is dead on a weekday and it's freezing cold. Like, it's really, really cold when you go in there, Jack. Like, it, you know, like there's no reason to have the roof closed. They have the roof closed all the time. It's freezing cold and there's just no energy. And, like, I'm not surprised that his velocity picked up as the game went along because. People start to file in. They've moved the start times up to 645, just like the Phillies have. But there's no one there. And it's not even like when the Phillies were in town a couple weeks ago where it was a weekend series and the place was popping with Phillies fans. It was really dead tonight, both from a Marlins fans and from a Phillies fans perspective. It's cold. It's really cold in there. I'm not surprised that, uh, that, it, that it takes a little while to get going. Okay, well, listen, Gordon. That's that's good info. Obviously, you know, I, I haven't been to a game there. I don't, frankly, I don't really desire to go to see a game there. I think a lot of that has to do with, I mean, it's uh, it's just a dead ballpark, and and the Phillies never play well there. So yeah, it's it's tough for me to be like, yeah, let's go to Miami. But um, you know, it's one of those places where you got to create your own energy, and like Rojas. I, I like Johan Rojas a lot. I still have concerns about his hitting. I mean, he's he's been really good so far. And that hit earlier tonight, it was like it, – it's interesting because I, I definitely he's, – he's a kid from double A, straight to the big leagues, and, and never looks overwhelmed. Like, I, I have concerns that eventually – because the, the, the reports on him all throughout the minor leagues was – uh, just throwing breaking balls. He can't see it, essentially. So I, I do wonder, as he plays more teams, adjust to that and, and maybe a little bit of a kryptonite there. But in the meantime, I mean, he provides... He, I feel like every time Johan Rojas is on the field, something good happens. I mean, his defense is electric. Um, he's He can steal a base whenever he wants. And he's he's got big hits. I mean... He almost played here on, I mean, on Saturday night against Pittsburgh, he had a big hit late and had JT on the ground to a double play, like keeps that game alive. So uh, he has electric as one of his, on one of his armbands and, and he lives up to that so far. Uh, we'll go back to the phones here in one second. Trade deadline tomorrow. And I know people are, are frustrated that there's been moves out there uh, to be made. I just think that Dave is, is not going to overpay right now. Um, you know, like the, like, is there really a big difference between an Adam Duvall or Teoscar Hernandez? Not really. So whoever he can get at a better price, I think, is is what he's going to do. Uh, I think it's going to be Adam Duvall. Uh, he was scratched from the game tonight. Uh, I wonder if the Phillies are, are working through something there for him. The interesting part for me with this deadline is... Dave, the last two trade deadlines, has gotten players from the same team. So two years ago, it was Ian Kennedy and Kyle Gibson. Last year, it was a Syndergaard and, and Brandon Marsh. Now, I know that was two separate trades, but still, like he's, he's, he's taken multiple players from the same team. If they do Adam Duvall, I think it would cost more. But a name, if they do want another starter, James Paxton, who might not fit into their future plans, the part that I don't understand about the Red Sox is... They're still right in it. Now, maybe Adam Duvall is an expendable piece, um, but still. And then Teoscar Hernandez, I don't <laughs> I don't think the, the, the city, for as much as people highly dislike Schwarber, Teoscar Hernandez has more strikeouts, I think, uh, if not more than like almost the same, and less walks. He doesn't really walk. So uh, there's definitely concern there. But, but my big thing with Teoscar Hernandez is he smokes lefties, 
Um, he has been really good with runs in scoring position, and he can he can hit home runs simply. Like as a, as a right handed bat, they need someone that can hit some home runs because without Reese, they're just they're just lacking in that department. Um, and the one thing that Tiasca reminds me a ton of is Jorge Soler and Jorge Soler, who ended up being the World Series MVP that year was batting 190 with a 654 OPS before that trade and ended up being the World Series MVP. So uh, it's definitely a shot on a bounce back. He has not been like this brutal. I mean, he is uh, not 11 strikeouts away from passing his whole total from last year. So he's running like career high strikeout rates. But the last three seasons and really four he almost had a, 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 a an 800 OPS, but the last three seasons he was a 919 OPS guy, 870 and 800 OPS guy. So uh, it's definitely been a bad year for Tioscar. It's a rental. It's for the rest of the year. He hit some home runs. It's a shot on getting him out of that ballpark and and here. Uh, so it, there's no perfect fits at this point in the season, but. I am not anti Teoscar Hernandez. I still think Adam Duvall is the guy. Doesn't seem like Tommy Pham's the guy. There was just a, a report from a Mets uh, beat reporter. The Phillies were not on his list, apparently. So it uh, doesn't look like Tommy Pham. I think it's Teoscar Hernandez or Adam Duvall with me leaning towards Duvall. And I, I think one thing that, that, that definitely needs to happen tomorrow, I don't know where it's coming from, um, but I, they need to get another bullpen piece. I think they've, I think they've done a great job with, with Strom and Kimbrell's been great and Jeff Hoffman's been a revelation and Junior Marte's been a revelation. Uh, Soto's been pretty good. But it feels like the same guys are, are are pitching every night, and they could just use another body out there. Sir Anthony's hopefully just working his way back, but I don't know if he can bank on him this year. And Alvarado, listen, they're they're kind of slow playing him, which I feel like they never slow play injuries. This is the second time he's been on the IL this year. It might just be one of those he pitched a ton last year and he just can't get totally right this year. So maybe another lefty bullpen piece, you know, to, to go with a Matt Strom because Matt Strom, I feel like the more and more he pitches, the more and more he gets worn down. So they could use another lefty like a Brooks Rayleigh from the, the Mets and Aaron Bummer from the White Sox, uh, Brent Suter, who I loathe, and uh, <laughs> from the Rockies. There are some left-handed relievers out there. Uh, there's some big righty relievers. But I think they need a bullpen piece tomorrow. I'm not totally big on on getting a starter. You know, Tom Walker, when he's throwing 89, I thought he was hurt. I was definitely more in the panic, go get a starter mode. But Christopher Sanchez has been such a, a breakout guy in that spot. Am I finding a, a sixth guy that can just extend the rotation and, and maybe give guys breathers? Sure. Like, if you want to go get a Rich Hill who – you know, carved up the Phillies on Sunday. That's not going to cost you much. Um, I do wonder if 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 Dave gets into the controllable starter market. I mean, Dylan Cease is a guy who apparently the White Sox are taking calls on. I, I think if he left that organization and came here, he'd be in a much better spot. I think the White Sox are dinosaurs, and the Phillies have have done a good job of of developing pitchers recently. So. Um, outside of that, it's going to be more if they do get a starter more of a 5-6 type that I think can let them go six-man and hopefully conserve Nola's innings, conserve Zach Wheeler, uh, all these guys, and maybe give them a breather. So uh, either way, 
I, I am not panicking that the Phillies haven't done anything. I think that Dave Dombrowski is being meticulous. I don't think he wants to overpay. They only have a certain amount of assets they really want to use, I'm sure. Um, and I'd be pretty shocked if if Mick Abel, Griff McGarry, uh, Justin, if, if their top, top guys move tomorrow because I don't think that guy is out there for them to go get those guys. And I don't know if this team is is like push all your chips in good. Uh, I think it's going to be more, hopefully, 2021 Braves, where it's a bunch of kind of uh, extra pieces. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Kyle is in Scranton. What's happening, Kyle? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Doing well. Phil's won. They did. My concern is, I think we're we're second two months out of this team. Uh, I think there's a lot of problems. Um, yeah, man, your phone is just a little bit too bad. Let's let's see what's her, what Herb's got going on tonight, Herb. What's going hey, on, Herb? Boy, what's going on, boy? Oh, we can finally nerd out some baseball stuff. We what do you finally, got, Herbie? We finally got a W. We should have should, won three out of four the last five. But listen, what I want to talk about is I just heard you bring up this kid Suter name. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that his father used to pitch Bruce Suter? Is that nah, it's only one T, not two T's. Oh, okay. All right, so it's a different guy. Yeah. Right, did you so Did you know anyway, Bruce Suter? Did you know Bruce Suter? Yeah, I know who he is. Absolutely. Absolutely. He used, huh? to, see, I had that, he used to have that split finger and... We lost her. We lost. He was at the Drake concert tonight, so it was, it was a big night for her. 215-592-9494. On the other side, we'll talk about our player of the game. Uh, and look ahead to tomorrow. Trade deadline, all that stuff on the table before handing things off to Jody Mack. It's Jack Fritz here on The Final Out. This is The Final Out. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. It is the final out sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Might as well keep up with the theme of the night. The player of the game, which is brought to you by South Jersey Gas. Committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch to SouthJerseyGas.com slash love my home. Two walks, two hits, a, a ball off the wall, and a key insurance run late with some good defense. I mean, is that Nolan Arenado or is it uh, Alec Baum? Um, man, it's it's... There was a there was definitely a stretch, I don't know, about a month ago where it's like, ah, I don't know. Like is he ever like what is Alec Baum? I mean, he's almost 27 in a couple of days, which is shocking cuz it, it feels like he just got here. Um and it was like, well, what is Alec Baum? Is he ever going to develop into power? Is he just going to be a six-five slap hitter? Uh, the defense took big improvements, but I, I think the last, you know, most of July it's been a lot of power doing some damage the opposite way. Runner's scoring position, he's been really, really good. I mean, he's got the most... For a guy that was batting 6th, 7th most of the year to, to lead the team in RBIs, I mean, it's kind of indicative of the top of the lineup, but... Um, He's someone that just steps up in those spots and relishes in those spots. And and it's nice and refreshing that two of our younger, homegrown guys are the ones that you trust the most in, in big moments. And I think the stars in this team 
I mentioned this on High Hopes. Uh, by the way, check out High Hopes if you ever want to uh, just nerd out of some Philly stuff. But um, I, I, I look at the stars right now, and it feels like outside of Schwarber, you know, he's still like I think the I think the the, the before the Pirate series and the Pirate series, he he's starting to work better at bats and keeping the train moving rather than just trying to hit home runs. Ton of walks in the last little bit. So I think he's starting to give more uh, selfless at bats. But Turner, Castellanos, JT, even Bryce, it feels like they're all trying to be the guy that's going to carry this team for a month rather than just passing the baton to the next hitter. And that's what makes, I think, Baum and Stott so refreshing is that they don't care about that stuff and they are clutch and they, I think the stars are just all trying to be the guy and all break out at the same time. And it's like, just calm down, do your job and, and it'll come. So it's, it's just, it's refreshing to see that the young guys are, are the guys that are able to, to come through in these big spots. And it makes you have more and more hope that if these stars do get going, that you already have Stottenbaum and, and mostly Marsh in play. And, and, and good to go for for big spots. So tomorrow uh, on the mound is Ranger Suarez, and I I wish Ranger pitched tonight before the trade deadline because I would like to have a better idea of what I'm getting post trade deadline from Ranger Suarez. Unbelievable in June, and it's just taking a step back in July, and it stinks because I love Ranger, uh, but it's just it, it's been. Mostly meh. I mean, he, he he let up three runs early in his last start and ended up pitching well and, and got into the six and didn't allow another run. But that's honestly been the story of, of every start of this year, it seems like. It's like early three runs and then you wake up or you, you, you look up, it's the sixth inning and they're still in there and, and doing their thing. That's what I feel like every start has been the story of their year. One bad inning and then settle, settle down. Uh, Ranger... Maybe we're just uh, – I drank the Kool-Aid too much in, in June, but just has not looked comfortable uh, for for a little bit here. And it's funny. It's almost like him and Chris Sanchez have just switched bodies. <laughs> you know, they feel like Rangers pitching like Sanchez used to do, walking a ton of, uh, a ton of guys, uh, you know, not looking comfortable on the mound. Now Chris Sanchez just goes out there and just goes on a roll. So, uh, I, I again – I'm not in the you got to get a starter camp. I just wish I had more information on what Ranger I'm getting for the rest of the year. And, and, and again, hopefully tomorrow is one of those like turn the corner, get on a roll, get back to close to June. Ranger, you know, he comes back from the injury, doesn't really have spring training, gets on a roll, and now it's tiring a little bit. Um, but regardless, you know, it's a it, it's definitely a, a bit of a show me start here for for Ranger Suarez. Uh, I thought the I think his command's been mostly eh to be to begin games and then he locks in as it goes on. Um, now on the other side, they face Sandy Alcantara who I mean just it's it's shocking the 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 level to which he has fallen off this year. I mean an ERA mostly in the high fours, low fives for a majority of the year. Um, but I'm worried he's starting to turn a corner here. Uh, he's got a 2.95 ERA in his last six starts through a complete game, uh, one earned run outing against the the Rays in his last timeout. So you have to hope that Sandy is not 
starting to turn a corner here, and he goes out and, and goes shove City against the uh, against the Phils tomorrow. But I would just be flabbergasted if he continues to be as eh as he's been this year. So uh, Rangers Warriors versus Sandy Alcantara tomorrow, six forty. We'll be live at McGurk's. Um, it stinks. The trade deadline's at six. And we're off the air at six, so uh, maybe Greg Murphy will break some break down some some trades for you. Um, but regardless, we will lead you into the game, and obviously, I'll have you for post game, which I feel like they win a lot when I am doing post game. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. A couple phone calls here before handing things off to Jody Mack. What's happening, Jim in Arizona? Good to talk to you, buddy. Jack, how's it going? They got to win tonight. I needed it. I I really Absolutely. did, Jim. Well, Alec Bohm, Alec Bohm. What is Alec Bohm? Alec Bohm sitting about 385 and is the top five in the National League with runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. Alec Bohm, ever since he got together with Bobby Dickerson, has gotten better and better in his defense and his prep. The way he sets for the ball when you watch him, you get the wide angle on the game. Uh, you can see he's in a really good fielding position. He's just gotten better and better. Um, he's so underrated as far as how he holds this team together. He plays third base for us. He plays first base for us. He's in the middle of rallies, and he doesn't kill them most of the time. I, 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 am, I He's my favorite player on the Phillies. I've, I've always liked Alec. Yeah. Uh, I think he will hit more home runs as he matures and gets older. He'll get a little bit bigger uh, probably uh, over spring training this year, and he drove the ball off the fence. I mean, you listen to the camera in the morning, and he sounds like he wants to trade him. You know, he's got nothing good to say about the guy, and I get on him because I'm like, listen, Alec does a lot for us, uh, Joe. So, you know, I, I'm really proud of him, and, and I think he's uh, him and Stoddard are just kind of keeping this, this team together and Marsh, too, at times. And I want to see the high-paid players – start producing a little bit. I mean, Harp doesn't look like he's hitting the ball with authority at all right now. Yeah. And, and JT looks lost. And all these guys that we're paying all the money to, I, I, I think Trey is getting a little bit, hit the ball real hard today in the left field. I think he's coming along. I think hitting lower in the lineup is going to help. And I agree with you, Jack, before I leave here. I, I, I like Aaron Bummer. I think he would be a great pickup uh, from the White Sox. I'd love to get Dylan Cease. Uh, yeah. I just don't know. It might be too high of a price to pay for him. I think so, And I too. want Adam Duvall. I want Adam Duvall, Jack. He's, he's the purr. He's got really good defense, much better than Hernandez. He's got yeah. a great arm, and he's a right-hand power bat, and he's got experience in the playoffs, buddy. So I'll listen to your comments. It's always good to talk to you, Jack. You too, Jim. And I, I think you're going to get your wish. I, 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 think, I think Adam Duvall is going to be a Philly. If I had to put betting odds on it, I would say – I would say 75, 80% Adam Duvall's a Philly, and I'll leave the other 20% for T. Oscar Hernandez. But either way, should be an exciting day tomorrow. We'll be, we'll be reacting to it all um, on, on WIP. You can always check me out on Twitter at Jack WIP if you want instant reaction. Uh, but regardless, it's going to be a fun day, and I think Dave's going to be active. Uh, he's not going to punt the deadline. He's Dave Dombrowski. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what he's got up his sleeve tomorrow. Either way, keep it locked in here on WIP and the highlight podcast uh of course that's gonna do it for me jody max coming up next francisco rojas produced the program tonight phil's win uh i'll be back tomorrow leading you into the game and obviously for the final out phil's win phil's win phil's win sleep tight and i think we'll wake up with adam duvall as a philly have a great rest of your night jody max coming up next